podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hello. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey, everyone. And our special guest, Libs of Libs Evelia. Hey, everybody. So we typically kick things off with, you know, a question about what's the story behind your IG handle, but I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yes, I guess so. I mean, it's my I mean, name. Did you ever think of using something other than your name or did you just go with it early and run with it? I went with it early on, but it's funny because my real name is Elizabeth. So now sort of looking back, I'm like, you know, it could have been, I do like my real name. Libs has always just been um, a family nickname that caught on. So it's sort of like... Sometimes I think, oh, I should have maybe gone with Elizabeth Elliot to sound a little more professional. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you know, who knows? Everybody knows me as Libs, so. So it's not, you don't go by Elizabeth outside of the quilting. Not really. I mean, I don't mind it. And sometimes I introduce myself as Elizabeth and then people are like, oh, uh, what do we call you? And I'm like, I answer to either one. I like my full name, you know, whatever. So could you tell us a little bit about um, your quilting journey, what, like how you started quilting, who taught you, and then how you came to start posting on Instagram? Sure. Oh my gosh. And I don't know how long I've been on there. Um, I've been quilting for about 11 years. Um, I actually studied textiles in um, art school, but I studied weaving and I studied natural dyeing. So I'd never taken quilting per se. Um, I knew how to sew because sewing was like one of those classes you took in high school. Um, It was like my favorite class. Sewing and typing were the two best classes (laughs) I ever took in high school. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'd taken textiles. I was always really interested in in textile art. And uh, maybe about 11 years ago, I decided to sign up for a class at my local quilt shop. Um, And I took a class that was like a sampler class by Johanna Masco. She's a really super talented instructor. And I got hooked like right away. Was it traditional style block sampler? Yeah, it was traditional block. So it was a really great skill builder. You did some really basic, um, you know, sort of half square triangle type blocks, flying geese, uh, applique block. So you learned all these sort of basic traditional techniques. Um, And I think it was over three or four weeks, like one night a week. Uh, yeah. And I, I got hooked right away. What was your favorite block from your sampler? Oh my gosh. My sampler was awful too. It was like <laughs> green and purple it was, colors were, but it was still fun to pick all the fabrics. Um, my favorite block, man, it was probably like, I think we did a Lemoyne star. It was oh, a, really a beautiful pretty, one. Yeah. yeah one. I love star yeah. blocks. So they're just, they're satisfying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So after that class with her, and I mean, I worked around the corner, I worked in advertising um, for like 15 years, but I was a project manager. So I wasn't working in the creative, I worked with lots of creative people, but I didn't have a creative outlet. So, you know, I took that class and um, I I got hooked. And then I took a double wedding ring class from her. Um, And, but it was a simpler version. She does all these like really cool, like little tricks to her, to her 
piecing. So um, yeah, I, I just, I kept, I was started out as a hobby um, and eventually turned it into a business. But I can't remember when I joined Instagram. I don't know how long I've been it on just there. just happened one like night. Forever. <laughs> but it's been pretty cool to like how much that whole platform has changed how we all interact. Because when I first started quilting, honestly, um, you know, I took classes. I had zero clue that there were guilds. I didn't know that there were groups of quilters. I was very much in a silo. And even um, as I progressed and I started to come up with my own sort of method of um, designing and creating my work, I still had no idea that there were groups out there of quilters. So it was really cool to actually finally someone reached out and they're like, because I was making a lot of commission quilts for, for people. Um, and someone said to me, you know, I would never buy a quilt of yours because I'm a quilter, but I would buy a pattern. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, my guild would be interested. I'm like, what is a guild? What is that about? <laughs> so, you know, by the time I joined Instagram and started to reach out, there's this whole other world, this whole community of all these quilters. So it was pretty eye-opening for me. So how did that quilter find you and connect with you? She was actually another local quilter. So she's also from Toronto. Um, so she had met me, I think, in one of the workshops. And I just assumed she was just a person, you know, making her own quilts. I didn't know that these By herself. were parts of the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool to find out about guilds. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy how globally connected this, you know, this craft is. And, you know, you can meet so many people through Instagram. I mean, like I met Amanda and Anna through Instagram. Yeah. I mean, yeah. thank God they didn't catfish me. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have a running joke that quilting is ripe for catfishing. Like, <laughs> well, the other day, oh, somebody messaged me and the profile was an older woman and her, <laughs> and her profile said artist. And she just wrote, hi, Libs, how are you? And I wrote back, <laughs> I'm okay. Thanks for asking. And she's like, have you heard about this deal? And I was like, like oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> is this Here's a pyramid my... scheme? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you, have you got your, won your money yet? And I was like, wait a minute. This is not, you're not an artist. I'm not going to get any money. <laughs> so when you, uh, when you started off quilting, you started with a uh, traditional blocks. How did you find that kind of your, distinct style morph and change and you know to where it is today um well it was it was fun to make those quilts it was nice it was a great start and great way to understand um the tradition of it and build my skills but it didn't feel like like I would I made a couple patterns um and it didn't feel like mine like I would make it and I'd say oh, that's very pretty but it didn't feel like it represented me or my personality so eventually I mean I was still early to uh, quilting and I made a quilt for a friend of mine who's a, a creative technologist digital artist and he works a lot with um, processing which is a programming language and he generates digital art so I made him this really cool quilt that looked like all these plus signs and the plus signs were different scales and they were overlapping and I made it out of like 2,200 
two and a half inch squares because I didn't know how to do the math. (laughs) So I honestly just built it like row by row in sections. But he really loved the way it looked because it really did. It wasn't symmetrical and it wasn't repetitive the way that quilts at the time, you know, 11 years ago, I was looking at a lot of a lot of things were very repetitive to me. Um, So it was more, I don't know, it was more random like his work was. Um, And his name's Joshua Davis. So Joshua said to me, you know, this is a really cool quilt. And I'd never thought about quilting before and all the geometry in it. And he uses a lot of geometry in his work. And um, so he, I said to him, you know, I really, I loved designing that quilt for you, but I used graph paper and it took me hours to just get one idea out, draw it all out. And, you know, it was very hard for my brain to intentionally make things non-repetitive and make it really random. And I don't know if there's a way that you could help me maybe design some quilts somehow with the tools that you use. So he was like, yeah, I'd totally be into doing a collaboration. And he wrote this little piece of code using processing that can take um, different quilt blocks that we've drawn in Illustrator and put them on a grid and randomly place them on the grid and then randomly like rotate them around and scale them to different scales and fill them with the colors that I've chosen. Um, so, you know, we did one uh, collaboration with one quilt and I made the, this one really cool looking quilt. And I, right away I was like, this is it. This is, this is me. This is exactly wanted what I wanted. And the tool, because it can um, render these designs so quickly, it was just this really amazing eye-opening, like, oh my God, I can use technology for this portion of the design process. And I can iterate things really quickly rather than sit with a pen and paper and spend hours oh, yeah. on one yeah. idea that might not work. <laughs> and do you con- do you continue to use that program? Yeah, I do. Uh, with a lot of the quilts I design, not all of them, um, but a lot of the quilts and also a lot of my fabrics too. Um, so how would you describe your quilting style now? Ooh, how would I describe it? I mean, I guess it's modern quilting, but I use mostly traditional blocks. So, uh, I mean, it's still modern. I guess I, I put myself in the modern quilting category. What do you find? You mentioned earlier that you have a background in um weaving and dyeing and so where do you where do you find your inspiration do you still draw on your schooling from that or you know when you're out for walks or pinterest or wherever <laughs> oh man you know i actually don't use pinterest i have stuff i uploaded a bunch of things on there and then i really don't it's sometimes i'll go to it for yeah for color inspiration yeah. i'll go mm-hmm. to pinterest um for quilts themselves i mostly just work within the tool um for colors, it's yeah, usually going out and going for a walk and taking photographs. And I can pull colors from those photographs. I can pull hex values. Um, there are different tools online now where you can do that. Um, so yeah, like graffiti. I love all the bright colors in, in different graffiti art uh, or even or in nature. You can't go wrong with nature. Yeah, because like, it's where around do I, you. <laughs> yeah, where do I start? Oh my God, how do I come up with a group of colors that's going to work? go to a garden, go to a botanical garden, take some photos and boom, you've got like a perfect palette to work with. So, so um, 
how did you get into fabric design? Because you're a designer for Andover Fabrics. Um, it's funny. I was at my first quilt con. It was that was one in Austin a few years ago, and I was talking to my friend Jacqueline who owns Soak Wash, and she had a booth there. And so I was having I was having a chat with Jacqueline. She said, "So Libs, what do you want to do next? Like you put out? I think at that point I just put out a few patterns. I'd started to sell patterns online. I started to have." more of a following on Instagram. She's like, what do you want to do next? I said, well, I've thought about designing fabric. That would be really fun to try. And up walked this woman, Daryl Cohen. And Jacqueline said, oh, I want you to meet my friend Daryl. She works for Andover Fabrics. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, And so Daryl was like, yeah, I know who you are. I follow you on Instagram and I'm a big fan. And I was like, this is amazing. So um, Andover is based in New York City. And my sister lives in New York City. So I said to Daryl, well, I'd love to like pitch some ideas at some point. Why don't I fly down to New York? I'll bring some ideas. And so she was like, that would be amazing. I would love to get you in to see everybody. So I walked in there with like this stack of all these printouts of all these like really wild designs. And I walked out with a contract after that <laughs> That's meeting. awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> It was really nerve wracking. I'm a pretty like shy person. And so it was kind of nerve wracking, but everyone was really nice and could see that there was potential there. So that's so cool. So could you tell us a little bit about the new collection that you have coming out in August? Like what is the inspiration behind it and what we can expect? Sure. Um, So the last collection I did was called Almost Blue. And it was all, I really wanted to do a collection that looked like denim. So I actually scanned, I went to like Value Village, which is like a thrift shop. I got old jeans and I cut up old jeans and I scanned the jeans in with my scanner to get a denim texture. So yeah, so we did like different (laughs) textures of denim and then added uh, different design elements on top of of that, um, that initial texture. So it's all quilting weight cotton but it looks like denim and we colored it in all these different blues, like different denim washes. And I really, I love that collection. I I just got more bolts yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to kind of progress from that because once in a while, like each collection, like I'll do a really neutral group. And then my next group is more bright colors. And this time I was like, I want to go super bright, super saturated. Um, I really love working with solid fabrics. So I knew that I couldn't do a straight up solid collection with Andover. Um, but I said, like, let's be el- let's throw in an element of texture there. So let's take that um, denim texture, but colorize it. Let's see what happens, see if it works and colorize it in, in super saturated colors. So this one, this group Phosphor, Phosphor comes out in August and it's 12 really super bright denim textury colors. That's cool. Yeah. And we're going to include that in the show notes. Um, the I think there's like a link for it. Um, oh, Wendy's cool. already started. Yeah. <laughs> do you find when you're designing fabrics, do you design with like quilt patterns that you want to make in mind? Or is it more like you're going with a feeling? Like how does that kind yeah. of process work? It's more of a feeling of like, what do I feel like working on now? And then, oh my God, how am I going to make this work 
in a quilt. <laughs> so what's cool is, I mean, I don't know if I'm, how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but I actually designed two different groups. So the other one hasn't been announced yet. They're two very different groups, but they go together really well. So Phosphor is one, and then the second one is TBD. But they're really, they're very different, but it was cool to put them into quilt designs and see how they work together. So generally when I am designing a collection, I'm not necessarily thinking about, um, are, it, they're not, the collection isn't inspired by a quilt, it's inspired by, well, what do I feel like working on? And how can I tie it back into previous collections as well? So like this phosphor, super saturated color is gonna look really great with all these denim fabrics from Almost Blue. So it'll work with the previous collections and then it's gonna work with the next collection that I release after phosphor. Very cool. So it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Libs? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we have Wendy, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. All righty, so first question off the bat is, what's your favorite time of day to quilt? It's the most inconvenient time. It's like, <laughs> I really get settled in at like one o'clock. And then it's like, oh my God, I have to pick up the kids from school at three. So now I've got two hours. They come home, I sort of shove some snacks at them and I keep going <laughs> until dinner time. Do you wear shoes while sewing? No. I, in the house Do you I wear have, socks? I do. No, I'll have one shoe on my left foot and then my right foot is my pedal foot and I always take my shoe off. So I've always got socks on. When you are sewing, do you prefer music, Netflix or silence? When I'm sewing, I like to listen to podcasts or music. And then when I'm ironing, I watch Netflix and I almost always watch Arrested Development. Oh, like I've, I've watched it all so seasons much. or all, the first three? The first, yeah, the first yeah, ones are yeah. the best ones. Yeah, yeah. No. So yeah, I'll that... iron. And because I've seen them before, I just laugh. I'm ironing and laughing. Are you just mouthing along? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with sewing, yeah, it's I listen to a lot of podcasts or music if I'm in the mood to rock out. Cool. <laughs> so what's your current favorite podcast that you're listening to Ooh, um there are a lot i like a lot of true crime ones i also love um uncover by cbc they've had a few different um series um and i also like the typical like um this american life and the moth those have been around for so those long and they're yeah. like really consistently great to listen to so what is your favorite snack while quilting? I'll be honest, Doritos. Oh, yeah. Cool like Ranch or classic? Nacho cheese Doritos. Not the, oh, yeah. the red bag, the red bag. What's your favorite color? Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and Anna both. <laughs> yeah, I do like dark colors. Black is because black and white together. I love black and white quilts. What color fabric do you use the most? Actually, probably white. Yeah, in a lot of those triangle quilts I make when I do when I'm doing quilts like from the processing code, um, a lot of them the background or the main color is white, and then I have five or six other colors of triangles mixed in. Um, but almost always the background is is white, so the majority of the the quilt is made up of a white or slightly off white fabric. Who is your favorite fabric designer? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> not including me um designer to designer uh, uh let's see man okay i'm gonna go outside of andover don't be mad uh honestly um uh, anna maria horner i've been 
when I started quilting, her fabrics were the ones that I was really drawn to. Um, and I've always, I've always just loved her colors and her florals. They're way different from the fabric that I design. Um, but I'm really drawn to those. I don't know. She just has a way of working with color and nature. Um, super talented. What's the last fabric you bought? Bundle of Jennifer Sampo's fabric, the late, her latest collection. And I cannot remember what it's called, but it's a whole range of almost ombres, but they look like sunsets and sunrises. Like it's this really beautiful washes of colors in blues and oranges and pinks. So I got a whole set of that. I'm excited to, depending on how you cut it up, you get different depths of color. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. So I'm excited to try that out. What are your top three quilting notions? Number one, good pins, good straight pins. These little pins with the yellow plastic ball tip. These are great. The second one would be, I love this. This is a little clover chalk marker. Is that the roller it's one? It's got the one with the little wheel. Yeah, the chalk wheel at the bottom. Such a good one. A little oh, metal wow. wheel. Um, and it has the refillable loose chalk container. Ooh, I only just cool. changed it the other day and I've had the same container on it for probably years, like probably four years. <laughs> and I've used it a lot. So I like it in gray or white. Um, yeah, so a little chalk marker. Number three has a notion. Maybe a Hera marker, which is another no. great way to mark straight lines or quilting lines without leaving any marks. Hera markers are fun. Yeah. We all love, I think we all. Yeah. Have, I think that was I'm, all. I'm obsessed with my Hera marker. Yeah. Anna, have you named it yet? Not yet. I'm working on it. I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> Uh, what is your pressing preference, open or to the dark side? Whichever way works for that project. And there are some projects where I'm ironing one way and then the opposite way. I love nesting seams whenever possible. So satisfying. Yeah, I love it. So being able to like iron to one direction and the opposite direction so that you get a nice match up in your seams. Sometimes I iron open um, if, the, if the project is really chaotic with blocks. And I don't know how all the seams are going to line up. Then I tend to op iron open so that there's less bulk, and then there's still bulk. But you know, but, uh, yeah. So it's sort of whatever works for the project. Pick one. So HSTs, curves, or strip piecing. HSTs, and then strip piecing, and then curve. Uh, machine or hand quilt. Machine quilting. Machine or hand bind. Both. Like machine on one side, hand on the back side, maybe, or on the front side. No, the back yeah. side. Back side. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're rushed for time, it's handy to know how to machine bind both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Piecing. What is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Making a top and then saying, all done. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your quilty BFF? I, I'm a lone wolf. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't have a BFF. I, you know, my favorite thing about this whole community is getting to travel and meet people in person. So I don't have like one best friend quilter, um, but I do, I've made a ton of connections. So it's been really amazing to like, also to like follow people on Instagram and finally meet them in person. <laughs> 
So mm-hmm. just at QuiltCon, I met Molly, who was like my biggest fan from Norway. And it had been years and she walked up to me and I had just finished doing a little presentation. And I just looked at her and I started bawling because it was like, <laughs> oh, there you are for real. It's been a couple of years. We've never met. And I was so, it was just this really touching moment. So yeah. And when I was in Australia, getting to stay with all these different people and meet them in person was really wonderful. So it's like, I don't have one BFF, but it's like all those connections. That's just super special. Do you have a quilty crush? Okay. Um, (laughs) Right now I do have a quilty crush. His name is Eric Wolfmeyer. He's an incredible artist. His quilts are really beautiful. And the one he's working on right now, he's documenting as he works. um, And it's really exceptionally personal and moving. Um, But it's, I saw his work when I was in France. He was showing um, at a, in a different town and I got to I got to meet him at like five in the morning on the way back to the airport um, in Germany and we had got to chatting and he's just so talented and his work is really beautiful so he's my current crush but there are a lot of them like that's the top of the list I got a list of crushes <laughs> <laughs> how many quilts are in your whip pile right now I don't want to shock you guys but I did make a list <laughs> <laughs> I made a list because I was cleaning up my sewing room. I couldn't even get into the sewing room. It was that bad Um, because it's been a whole year of me like coming home from somewhere, dumping stuff, going and teaching somewhere else, coming back. So I had to go through. So I thought, you know, I do want to stack up my whips and I have about 17. I thought you were going to say 70. (laughs) Oh, oh, that would be worse. (laughs) Do you have any other hobbies aside from quilting? Oof. Well, quilting used to be my hobby <laughs> and now it's my business. So it's not even a hobby. So I took up uh, knitting again. We've got just a couple more questions for you. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Ooh, and why? Okay. I talked about my quilty crush, Eric, Eric Wolfmeyer. So you should follow him. His name is E-R-I-C-K, Wolfmeyer, M-E-Y-E-R. Number two. And I'm sure I'm sure you guys have heard of the um, SJS Academy, the Social Justice yes. Sewing Academy. Amazing initiative run by Sarah Trail, who's only 25. She's so accomplished, um, and their quilts are just fantastic. And mm-hmm. I love people. All I mean, one of the things after I do lecture, someone will almost always ask, "How do we get kids into quilting, or how do we get a younger generation to?" And I said, "You have to make it relevant." to them so whether it's maybe it's through technology like something like i've done quilting workshops with kids where um you know let's build a minecraft quilt well they love minecraft or they love video games so you make it relevant to them but also social justice topics are really important to kids and it's great for them to have a voice so yeah sjs academy blows me away and i love it so that would be another one um number three um another person's work who i just really love is Ben Venom. So if you know anything about me, you know, I love music and I grew up sort of into hardcore and punk rock and um, Ben Venom makes a lot of heavy metal quilts out of recycled metal Um, t-shirts. And yeah, and he appliques a lot of his work um, and it's super just cool. And I love the idea of like mixing heavy metal with quilting. Um, So, (laughs) and he's based, I think in San Francisco. So his quilts are just a really cool different 
very different perspective. So we need to wrap up for today, and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quilter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Libs. I am at Libs Elliot. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com, for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, we hope that you'll give us a five star rating. Subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice and tell your friends about our show too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.